On behalf of Pastor Henry Horner and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. My name is Ed Peters. We return today to the second chapter of Matthew, continuing with our study on the wise men as recorded in the first 12 verses of this chapter. On our previous study, we saw that these astrologers, these wise men, noted the events of Christ's birth from a star. From the appearance of this star, they recognized that the long-awaited event, Israel's anticipated Messiah, had taken place. So they set out on their journey to the land of Israel for the purpose of worshiping Israel's Messiah, Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. Now today, we will continue our focus on these wise men from the East. It is likely that these astrologers were Gentiles. We do know for certain that they were well-versed in the Hebrew Scriptures. But unlike the Jewish religious leaders, they also believed the Scriptures and acted accordingly. And because of this, they were able to share in this great event, the birth of God's Son, it is remarkable these men from perhaps as far away as Babylon took place in this great event while those living next door with the exception of the shepherds missed this first Christmas. With loud hosannas ring Let all the 
Now, here is Pastor Henry Harder with our study for today. For the last two programs, I have focused on the story of Matthew regarding the wise men or magi from the east who came to worship Jesus sometime after his birth. The story is recorded by Matthew in chapter 2 of the book that bears his name. Herod the Great, king in Jerusalem from 37 B.C. to 4 B.C., was an evil and violent person with a wicked history. But he evidently was a capable administrator. His accomplishments attest to that fact. It was to him that the Magi first came to inquire where the king of the Jews had been born. These were wealthy pagan Gentiles, probably from Babylon. But they believed and came to worship, prompted by a star. It's been suggested that the star may have been a comet that streaked across the sky, or a supernova, or a conjunction of planets. More likely, it was a supernatural, planetary, or stellar phenomenon. God himself prepared a source of light, which the wise men saw. This, together with their study of the Hebrew Scriptures, brought them to Jerusalem. But more importantly, it led them to worship Jesus Christ in Bethlehem. There are two Scripture verses that relate a star to the birth of Israel's king. One I mentioned in a previous program, Genesis 24, 17. And the other, Isaiah 60, verse 3. A great deal of extraneous material has grown up around this simple story. The purpose of the star was to lead the Gentile wise men to Christ in order to worship him. We should not attempt to read into this account laws that pertain to astronomy, nor should we erect any elaborate mathematical model from this notation in Matthew. Nor is there any evidence that the shepherds ever saw the star contrary to some Christmas pageants. Other things presented as Christmas facts really are not. These magi did not come to worship a babe in the stable as did the shepherds. They came to worship a child in a house. Evidently, their visit took place sometime after Christ's birth, perhaps as long as almost two years. Neither is there any evidence that these wise men were kings from some oriental country nor that there were three. That notion came perhaps from the three gifts mentioned, or perhaps from some non-Christian source, such as the stories of the three pagan Norse of Norse Yule festivities. Before I go on to look at the flight of this little family to Egypt, recorded in Matthew chapter 2, I want to emphasize once more that the reason Matthew mentions this historical incident is that it fits his purpose to present Jesus as the king of the Jews, a phrase that reminds us of the words over the cross. Jesus came in fulfillment of Old Testament prophetic predictions, and it was the Gentiles who recognized him. Perhaps the average Jew would have also, but the leaders and teachers evidently did not. They knew the scriptures which foretold his coming, and they were able to quote it to Herod. Please notice carefully what these men said. When Herod asked these Sadducees and Pharisees where the Messiah was to be born, they referred to what stands written. They had a tremendous respect for the authority and accuracy of the scriptures, 
as a revelation from God himself. Actually, a careful translation of their answer would be, what stands written through the prophet? Two facts emerge from these words. One is the authority of the scriptures, as I've already stated, and second, that authoritative word came not from the prophet, but through the prophet. The Bible carries with it the authority of God himself. It's his message through human instruments. The Bible is a message from God about God. It is not a message from man about God. We can learn a great deal from these chief priests and teachers of the law about how to view the Bible. The chief priests were Sadducees and the teachers of the law were Pharisees. The tragedy is that they failed to accompany the wise men to worship their king and Messiah. They had the Christmas facts straight, but they didn't have the Christmas faith. They knew the Messiah was coming. They read the predictions of their prophets, and they were right about the place of Messiah's birth. They believed God, but they didn't recognize the Messiah when he came. They missed Christmas. What a tragedy. To be so close to that great history-splitting event, the coming of Messiah, and then to miss it. Herod missed that first Christmas also, but we might have expected that from this evil and cruel despot who murdered his wife and sons. But these experts in the scriptures should not have missed it. It was the pagan Gentiles alone who came to Bethlehem to worship Jesus. They alone recognized him as God, and they worshiped him as such. Matthew comments that these Gentile magi were overjoyed, verse 10. The joy of coming to know the Lord and genuinely worshiping him must be experienced to be understood. There is no greater peace, freedom, satisfaction, and joy than to know the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Christ, the Savior. Here are the Renewal Singers with an invitation to worship Him.
What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 840H, After California, 93263, USA. 